Thank you for listening in on our podcast. Today, our topic is referral selling with Brandon Poe and Joanne Black. Brandon Poe is the founder of Poe Group Advisors, a leading-edge practice brokerage and coaching firm serving accountants in the U.S. and Canada. Joanne Black is America's leading authority on referral selling. A captivating speaker and innovative seminar leader, Joanne is changing the definition of rainmaker. Referral selling generates revenue faster than any other business development method, while decreasing costs, eliminating the competition, and gaining new clients more than 50% of the time. Joanne is the author of No More Cold Calling, the breakthrough system that will leave your competition in the dust from Warner Business Books. And pick up the damn phone, how people, not technology, seal the deal. Some of Joanne's views are contrarian, and in the established school of traditional sales, considered heretical thinking. But for Joanne Black and her clients, the only smart approach to client acquisition is referral selling. True to her commitment and philosophy, Joanne has built her business solely on referrals and helped her clients stay in the black. Well, I'm delighted to have Joanne Black on our podcast today. Uh, Welcome, Joanne. Oh, thanks a million. I'm so excited to talk to you about my favorite topic. (laughs) Well, we uh, we are very much looking forward to it. and while we get started, before we get started, just if you would, please just tell us a little bit about your company and yourself and how you came to start uh, No More Cold Calling. Referral selling is the topic, and the only reason that's important is it solves two huge issues that everyone faces, whether you're in professional services or in a standard sales role, it doesn't matter that we all need more qualified leads, don't we, Brennan? At, yeah, <laughs> qualified being the um, the key word there. That's right. We need more qualified leads, and we need to get the meeting with the right person at the right level. Otherwise, we waste a ton of time. And when you get a referral, it, it solves both of those problems because you get introduced to the person you want to meet. So you get the meeting. And the lead is qualified because the person's introduced you properly and the person you want to meet knows why the meeting's taking place. It is, it's revolutionary and it's not. Somebody said, wrote to me on LinkedIn and said that it's totally retro and referrals are the new black. And he wrote Joanne Black, that is. So (laughs) (laughs) I asked if I could use it. He said yes. But how I got started with it was just my first, very first client was a referral. And I got to thinking about referrals and I said, wait a minute. My best business always came from referrals. Yeah. Well, I did some of my uh, feet on the street research and I asked a lot of salespeople and sales executives I knew, do you like to get referrals? And they said, oh, we love them. You know, we're pre-sold. They trust us. We don't have competition. There's no cost to referrals, and certainly accountants understand that piece. And, well, you know, they become a client well more than 50% of the time. It's just the best business. Yeah. So then I asked this same group, well, do you have a referral methodology? You know, and here's what it includes. It includes you have a written strategy, you have goals, you have metrics, you've built skills for your team, and you've coached them, reinforced them, and hold them accountable. Well, everybody said no to that. 
they say no to that question today. So, so picture this. On the one hand, the world is saying, no matter what business we're in, that referrals are absolutely the best business. On the other hand, yeah, you know what? They happen from time to time. Somebody moves to a new company, brings us in. Somebody says you should call Brian, whatever it is. But it's not systematic. Right. It's not measurable. It's not the way we work every day. So that's what I needed to figure out. On the one hand, if they're so great, why aren't we doing it? So I created the methodology to close that gap and make referrals the way we work every single day. Make sense? Yep. Yeah, it, it totally makes sense. Um, you know, I'm probably one of those people in that category that, you know, I get business through referrals. I love referral business. Um, but we're not as systematic as we could be. So um, I've really been interested in this topic. And it's funny because how I found out about you, I was talking to um, a local marketing professional that I really respect. And, um, you know, we were, I was basically voicing that we're doing a ton of what I call cold calling. I think, I think we have the same definition of cold calling is just any kind of cold lead generation. And for us, we're a transactional business. So we're constantly needing, you know, we're, our business doesn't last very long. We sell a business and we don't have a client anymore. Um, but anyway, we were talking about just how people are marketed so much. There's so many marketing messages, ads, um, computer ads, digital ads. I mean, they're, you're, you're sort of, uh, I think marketing fatigue sets in at some point and, um, things are kind of going back old school and that's how your name came up. Um, so one thing, um, you know, when I bought your book, um, no more cold calling, which I have it right here with me and I've got all these tabs on it. Um, I thought almost the name of the book was sort of um, not, I don't want to say confusing, but that maybe that's the, that's the word that comes to mind. It's like no more cold calling, but the book is really about abandoning those sort of tactics and just focusing on referrals. Um, so maybe we could start by just kind of telling our listeners, what is your definition of cold calling? Great question. It doesn't matter your outreach. If the person doesn't know you and doesn't expect to hear from you, your outreach is ice cold. Right. That could be right with a phone call. It could be with an email. And we know we get way too many of those today. It could be a knock on the door. And yes, that still happens. They don't know you, don't expect to hear from you. It's the same thing on social media. Yeah. And it's getting flagrant now where people now are even putting pitches in their invitations, not just in their responses. And why should anybody respond? I don't know who you are. Why should I read? I'm saying I, anybody, you know, read your blog post, read your book, um, schedule time on your calendar. I have no clue who you are. That's cold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's so many different methods of cold calling. Um, so what does it take to do the, to, to lay the groundwork? Where do you, 
you know, where does this start? And, and one thing that I took is from you is, you know, you have to create a referral culture. So uh, what does it take to do that? What does it take to create a referral culture? Culture is a big word and uh, it, it has a lot of definitions. The one I like the best and it could be credited to many different people is it's what people do when no one is looking <laughs> What people do when no one is looking. Now, that takes time. Mm -hmm. That means our responses are automatic. We represent our company and the way we represent our company. Prior to that, it's really establishing a referral methodology and starting with one group and then expanding and having a written strategy for how to do that. And so it really includes quite a few steps. None of them are insurmountable, but it takes the head of the firm, the managing partner, to put a stake in the ground and say, referrals are going to be our number one outbound prospecting approach. That's how we're going to get new clients to come to our firm. Now, everything else stays. So we still have our website. We still have our white papers, our case studies, our reports are interesting newsletters, I hope they are, that we send to our clients and our prospects. We have all of that. We have leads coming in. But we're very focused on the outbound. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of the strategy. So the strategy is written and you know, half a page, it doesn't matter. I don't like long anything. But what is it? What is what is it what we want? What are our goals? What are our goals nationwide, if it's regional, for, for this region, for this office, around referrals? Mm -hmm. And what are our goals for the individual people, for the other partners, for the people coming up in the organization, whatever it is? We need to have all that in writing. And what are the responsibilities around referrals? So strategy is the number one piece because without strategy, nothing else matters. Right. And, and next we need to have metrics. So without metrics, again, nothing else matters because nothing will be changed. So what are the metrics for the organization? What are the metrics for the individuals? And by the way, individual metrics can be different. This depends on the person. So metrics, for example, like how many referrals have been generated from partner A or partner B or manager A or B or I mean, you're measuring, Again, right? It's, it's the expectation. So there's both uh, activity metrics and results metrics. Okay. So what you've just um, described is the result metric, the number of referrals the firm has received that we don't get to results. That's a, a lagging indicator. We can't manage to results, right? But we can manage to activities. So uh, clear referral activity metrics are, how many people, who have I asked this week? And it's weekly. The minimum's one. Two, how many referrals did I receive? Three, how many referral meetings did I schedule? And four, how many referral meetings did I conduct? And then you're ready to put it in whatever CRM you have to be able to have an opportunity to know how to follow up, know the timeline, et cetera. And also disqualify some, right? right? Because... For many, many times a referral, they may not have the budget. You, you, you just don't know. Right. It depends on the size of the firm and the kind of business we want. 
So those are activity metrics. So you have to have metrics, results metrics and activity metrics, because you can manage to the activity metrics. Right. That's the second thing. The third is referral selling is a skill. It's a behavior change. It's a way to position our profession and our firm in a differentiating way because everybody looks alike. I mean, if you look at CPA firms today, what's the difference? Why should I work with this one and not the other one? We right. don't differentiate ourselves very well at all. And who is our our ideal client? Come from the mindset that people want to make a good referral. <laughs> I've had my business 22 years. That has been repeated over and over again. And think about it for ourselves. Randy, you want to make a good referral, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah, we all do. So they want to make a good referral to us. And therefore, they really appreciate it when we are crystal clear about who we want to meet. That might be the size of the company, the person we want to meet, the industry, uh, the geography, whatever it is. Be absolutely clear. So that's a skill when we learn to position how we do what we do in a unique way describing our ideal client, building a list of people we're going to ask, and then learning how to ask. So that's a, the skill piece. And whenever we learn a new skill, the only way we shift behavior is for that skill to be reinforced and coached. Yeah. And, and right. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you this question while I'm thinking about it. Cause you, you know, you mentioned change of behavior. Um, I believe that if you're, if your firm is really focused on referral selling, that there's going to be a natural improvement in service across the board because that goal is very motivating because in order to get referrals, you have to provide good service. Um, anything on that, like with your clients, do you, do most people, when they change this focus, do they become more client focused? Oh, absolutely. And you have to really because you better do a good job because somebody risked their reputation to to refer you yeah. and introduce you, right? So, of course, and then, then you can also build that out and say it also helps with client loyalty. Mm -hmm. You know, you've taken such good care of them. They trust you already because you've been introduced by someone they know and trust. So there's no way you're going to mess up that trust. Right. Yes, because that, that handoff, that professional handoff, you know, when you provide that referral is a, you, you, you don't want, um, yeah, you don't want that handoff to go poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Better not. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you, um, and I, I didn't mean to stop you too soon on the culture. Um, did you have anything else to to add there just in, in creating that culture? Sure. Well, once you get a core group um, embedded in the methodology and built skills and it becomes the way they work, then you take that to another group and then another group and then another group. And so gradually, it doesn't have, the culture doesn't happen overnight. We know that. Mm -hmm. But it, that's how that culture is built because people see that group being so successful and really shifting their relationship with their clients, to your point, 
Mm. They want to be the same way. That's how culture happens. Okay. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, this is, this is great. So um, what's an example of a really incredible success story of a client you've had who's totally embraced this approach? When you and I first talked, Brandon, I said, I don't work with CPA firms. Remember that? I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to twist your arm to, to do this. Remember. But I did. I mean, I actually did. And the reason was, and for anybody listening, I had meetings. I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area. I had meetings with managing partners of three regional firms. Well, one was national. And they took me to a lovely lunch, all of them, and then nothing happened because they were just giving head nods and speak to referrals, but they weren't willing to do anything. Mm -hmm. One a regional firm, though, where I knew one of the uh, senior equity partners I'd known for years, and she reached out to me. And I worked with several teams within this firm. And the first group I worked with, they were all partners, by the way, mm -hmm. the first group. Second group, um, there, there were some seniors, I, I don't exactly remember, but there were other people. But one of the partners in that first group, I recall vividly, he had the most amazing relationship with his clients. Everybody loved him. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't asking. Oh, well, wow. It totally transformed the way he worked. And within six months, he brought in over a million dollars to the firm. Wow. Because he was asking. And um, then in a second group I worked with, one of the partners, again, he was really, really hesitant um, to ask. And he created, this won't surprise you, um, a separate spreadsheet. I, I had provided the spreadsheet that had a list of who did you ask, what did they say, who did they refer you to, the date to follow up and all of that. So not only did he do that, but he color coded them <laughs> so that the green ones, they were green, right? They're live, they're active, they're going to turn into business yellow, not so much the red, you know, not going to happen. So he was very clear and focused on exactly the referrals and following up because it became part of the way he worked. Yeah. And he was probably the one person who I least expected to get results. And he did. Awesome. Yes. So um, a couple great success stories, but it was because of the vision of this senior partner. Yeah. Someone really uh, driving it, really someone you got to have somebody that's really driving it. Um, which, because we talked about, you know, we talked about some of the frustration you had with with CPA firms in particular. Um, you know, there just there there wasn't that implementation. Um, so, what do you think gets in the way of asking for referrals? I mean, it works. People like referrals, but what do you think prevents people from asking? Well, it's all of what we said that, you know, they don't have the skill. It's not a strategy. There's no metrics. It's all of that. And we can teach that. We can work that. But the biggest fear 
everybody, it doesn't matter what profession we're in, it doesn't matter what gender we are, it's the fear of the no. When you think about it, yeah. when we ask for a referral, we're really being vulnerable, aren't we? You know, we're risking the person saying, oh my gosh, what if they say no? Yeah. Right? So we don't ask. And that that fear is what gets in the way for everyone. Now, how do you get over that fear? You get over that fear by building skills, learning how to ask and practicing. Mm-hmm. getting feedback, practicing more and getting like any skill. I mean, in our personal lives, right? We have coaches, we have trainers, any professional athlete does. We know that you don't just decide to ski the giant skull and then go down and get a gold medal. That doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, we go to the gym. Why do we need a trainer at the gym? Really? The equipment is all there. Well, because we've paid, number one. Two, we're accountable. Yeah. Three, we need someone to refine our skills to push us. And that's what gets us over that fear. That makes sense. And and what do you say to the person who is afraid, not so much afraid to ask for referrals, but just afraid to abandon other methods, you know, other cold calling methods? Um, you know, because sometimes they do work, right? Um, well, they do. I mean, I don't debate that. I don't believe right. in it. I don't think anybody should have to, to cold call. A lot of professional service firms are hiring people to do that or hiring a business developer. Um, so here's what I say, Brandon. If what you're doing is working, keep doing it. I have yeah. no problem with that. Right. But, but put this in the mix, put this in the mix and then. Not, no, not in the mix. If it's not working for you, just cut it out. Hmm. Forget about it. Right. Now, here's the other thing that's happening is that these firms are hiring a business developer. The Everybody else is abdicating their responsibility yeah. to bring in new business to the firm. Everybody should be a rainmaker yeah. to some extent. You know, we have these amazing relationships with our clients. We're not asking, oh, and the other pushback. Okay, so here's what I hear sometimes, especially this, you know, any time of year. Well, I can't ask during busy season. Yeah. Well, excuse me, aren't you with your clients at that time? <laughs> I mean, that's really the best time to ask because you're there with them either yeah. in person physically or you're on the phone you're talking to them a lot right exactly so the best time to build skills is now i mean whenever the now is whether it's november december january february okay we're going to skip the rest so we get we, okay we can't do anything till after the 15th of april um no then we take the whole month of may off so you know whenever <laughs> it is, whenever it is you know is the right time the wrong time is waiting. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you know, you have to ask yourself, do you do you want to grow your business? I mean, if you want to grow your business, you need to do what you need to do to make that happen and I agree with you completely. Tax season is when you have um the client meetings and um 
one thing you stress is the importance of face-to-face communication. And, um, so, I mean, it's the perfect opportunity. Um, now, when it comes to face-to-face, a lot of firms are becoming more and more cloud-based and, and have less face-to-face time with clients. Um, what do you count as face-to-face? Well, obviously in person. Right. And and if it's an important client, we need to show up. Because if we don't, somebody else will. You know, there's nothing like sitting down with someone. I have tested this time and time again. This last spring I was uh, we had a phone call, I had a phone call with a prospect and we were trying to figure out when to meet or have another call. And I said, Well, I'm gonna be in Atlanta such and such a week. He said, I'm gonna be there too. We're at the same conference. <laughs> we uh, had dinner. Yeah. I'm telling you that accelerated the sale by at least three months. Right. You know, the relationships you make. So that's one. It's not always possible. I get it. But if it's important enough, you need to get in your car, get on a train, get on an airplane. I don't care what it is and show up. That's one. Two, obviously now we have video capabilities. And there's nothing like seeing someone use video. Yeah. Use video. We've got it. And that, that also contributes to expanding and nurturing the relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. It's, it is, um, the world is changing and I think video, um, is going to be more important than ever. I know that in our business is true because we, you know, we sell firms all over, um, Canada and the U.S. And so it's not always possible to be face to face for us. But um, I think video is a great substitute. Um, now, I want to give your book another plug. It's called No More Cold Calling. And um, I felt like the first part of it was um key for someone who's really in sales um, and then you really get into the heart of it I think around chapter nine um, the secret of attraction mm-hmm. anyway this is a great book it's got a lot of uh, questions and exercises um, but you've also got some other sort of online learning tools if people want to just get exposed um, to your company and we'll put some links um, up on our blog if you're um, listening and you can check out our blog at Pogroup Advisors. Um, but tell me, tell me a little bit about the, the LinkedIn courses that you have and other ways that people can um, find out more about your approach. The first thing I'd say, I'd love for you to invite me to connect with you on LinkedIn. But please send a personal message. I write a lot about that. That Tell me you listen to this podcast with Brandon, and then we'll start a conversation. That's the purpose of social media. So that's one. And yes, I have a referral course on LinkedIn learning. And I'm, we can put that link uh, in, your, in your blog, Brandon, for people to check it out. Uh, the the thing with that course is it's all video, so LinkedIn flew me to their video studios, did it. It's three to five minute videos. It goes through my course, most of it. And what it doesn't have 
is the strategy piece at the beginning, the reinforcement and coaching afterwards. So when I work with clients now, I work with them on those two pieces, the front end and the, and the reinforcement and coaching and building the culture. And then we work on LinkedIn to build the skills. It's a very effective way to learn. Great. Now tell me, what is your ideal client? Mm -hmm. So my ideal client, if we're talking about um, CPA firms, is a firm who wants to continue to build its practice and has a group of partners who truly want to learn how to do that and will hold people accountable. And this you and I talked about is another challenge with professional service firms. It's a matrixed organization, yeah. but we need someone to hold people accountable. So if that's the case and you have at least eight people who really want to change the way they work, then I would like to talk to you because we will arrange a special program for you. Perfect. So that's ideal. Outside of that is companies, they're typically software companies because most software salespeople just want to open their laptops and show you how cool the software is and we know we don't care. <laughs> so they have at least, at least eight outsider field salespeople and it can be anywhere, preferably North America. So that's, those are really ideal clients for me. Okay. That helps. Thank you. Um, yeah, I really, uh, I'm still in the process of reading your book, but, um, I'm really enjoying it. And, you know, we've, we've been, um, generating business through referrals for many years. And so this is a topic that's near and dear to, to my heart and my philosophy. Um, this is a great book. Um, before we go, um, I'd like to ask you just a couple of quick questions. Um, and this doesn't really have necessarily anything to do with referral selling, but um, in terms of books that you're reading or have re recently read, uh, can you give our listeners any recommendations? Oh, sales books or just general business books or what are you what are you thinking about? Whatever kind of book, whatever whatever uh, comes to your mind first. Well, let me look at my bookshelf. <laughs> okay, where is this? Where I'm standing. Uh, so, any book by Jill Conrad. Okay. She wrote Snap Selling and th and two other books that are just phenomenal. What's her? How do you spell? Uh, how do you spell the last name? Jill K K O N R A T H. Conrath. Okay. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Then I would also read anything by Malcolm Gladwell. Yes. Uh, especially the uh, the Outliers. I think that's really an, an amazing book. Um, I have. I think I have all all four of his books here, unless I missed one lately. Um, for let me see something that would apply to this audience. Oh, we all, you know, people tell us how to network all the time. And some probably say, you know, I don't want, I don't like walking in a room with people I don't know. So uh, any book by Susan Roan, that's R-O-A-N-E. Her seminal book is How to Work a Room. And there's fabulous networking tips in there. Awesome. Um so those, I think those are the ones 
right now. Oh, there's another one. I'm looking here. Oh, here's a new one that's phenomenal with great research by Deb Cal Calvert, C-A-L-V as in Victor, E-R-T. Stop selling and start leading. Ah, start leading. Mm -hmm. I like it. Good. I like it. Well, thank you so much, Joanne, for everything. And I think there's a lot, um, a lot of great information for listeners. Um, you know, we have a lot of very entrepreneurial accountants and growth is top of mind. Um, you know, one thing I would suggest before we leave is look at your look at your current clients and how many of those have come through referrals. Uh, that, that might be an eye opening exercise just to um, look at what you've already generated and um, go from there. That's a great idea. Great idea. And I'm glad to answer any questions. So let me give you my email and my phone. OK, so my email is Joanne, J-O-A-N-N-E at no more cold calling dot com. And my phone is area code 415. That's uh, Pacific time, San Francisco Bay Area, 415-461-8763. I don't answer my phone if I don't recognize the number. So I guess the best thing to do is send me an email. We'll schedule time to talk. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And good tips for everyone. Make referrals work. Thank you for listening. To learn more about referral selling, please visit nomorecoldcalling.com. That's N-O-M-O-R-E-C-O-L-D-C-A-L-L-I-N-G.com. To learn more about Poe Group Advisors, please visit poegroupadvisors.com, P-O-E-G-R-O-U-P-A-D-V-I-S-O-R-S.com. For all of the links and contact information mentioned on today's podcast, please go to poegroupadvisors.com forward slash blog and enter referral selling in the search bar.